Are you going to heaven? No. Why not? You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. That was from the creator. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. In the year 2065, the people of the West commemorate a tragedy that was caused by the very AI they designed to help them. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. This is a fight for our very existence. But while some perceive the advancements in AI technology as an existential threat, not all agree. In fact, the people of the New East have continued to develop AI and treat them as equals. After all, the AI simulants look and act just like humans who've been blended with robotic parts. But this won't do, say the people of the West, and they're determined to eradicate all AI from all corners of the globe. It's a war. And like all wars, individual lives are affected, including the lives of Sergeant Joshua Taylor, played by John David Washington, and his wife Maya, played by Gemma Chan. But they don't see eye to eye. When the war started, they protected me. Took better care of me than humans would have. They're not people, Maya. And things escalate even more between them after they're invaded by Western forces. Josh understands that time is of the essence and that Maya needs to come to grips with reality if they're going to survive. They're not real. You and I are real. This isn't real. And from there, things don't go so well for either of them. And five years later, Josh is a shell of himself. But his military superiors have a proposition. He can get back in the game and reclaim who he used to be if he finds Nimrata the creator of AI as they know it. After he does, the Western powers will take care of the rest. As General Andrews, played by Ralph Innocent, says, We are this close to winning the war. Execute her, or we go extinct. Go, go, go. But why would Josh agree to revisit the place that's caused him so much pain ever since his path diverged from that of his wife? Well, there is an incentive for him if he joins this mission, which might supply the answers to the questions that have been rattling around in his head. So he agrees to become a soldier again, but he'll quickly find that nothing's as it seems, starting with the very thing that the Western military brass is afraid of. Whatever's in there, they're sure worried about someone getting in. Yeah, they're getting out. We're the same. We can't go to heaven, because you're not good. And I'm not a person. And that was spoken by the very AI weapon the West desperately fears. You see, what seems to be a kid, played by Madeline Univoyles, is technically known as Alpha-O, a simulant with the capability of destroying Nomad, the West's roaming missile launch system in the sky. She could destroy all of humanity as well. So, after Josh retrieves this kid weapon, his superior, Colonel Howell, played by Allison Janney, has only one thing to say. Then you know what you have to do. Kill it. But Josh has other uses for this Alpha O, which slowly but surely wins his heart. Hey, little bot, pay attention. My name is not Bot. 
My name is Alfie, remember? Convincing, isn't it? But looks can be deceiving. As Josh's friend Drew, played by Sturgill Simpson, asks, Do you have anything to do with the thing is? She looks like a little girl now, but she's growing. Whoever has that kid wins the war. But Alfie's after something much less sinister. What she wants is... Robots to be free. So it's a sticky situation, and Josh will have to figure out where he stands. On the one hand, the AI don't trust him, which is why Haroon, played by Ken Watanabe, asks him... What do you want with the trail? And on the other hand, his fellow squad members don't trust him either, which is why Shipley, played by Robbie Tan, asks him... And as if that weren't enough, he'll have to make up his mind fast because... They're coming to get me. Trust me, I'm getting you out of this. I have to help. There's nothing we can do. Launch! And with that, in the end, this soldier with a heart of gold will either follow orders or live up to his promises. Take care of her. I promise. All right, the creator. But before we get into it, we want to first off thank you guys for all of your support for our show and remind you to like, share, subscribe, and comment on this or any of our episodes. Thank you, India. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like that song. That though. song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a throwback right there. The <laughs> it is a throwback, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Don't age me. <laughs> no aging. Okay. Right. Can we talk about the creator? Yes, the creator. Now, can we remind people because, you know, sometimes new people come mm -hmm. and most people who watch videos are considerate and thoughtful and there are others who are not. So we want to explain that at Why Watch That, the producer has not watched anything. Correct. So she will give her impression of the plot summary and we'll use that to have a discussion. I, the critic, as they call me, have watched it. So I will do the review. Just because multiple people are on screen does not mean that everyone has to review it. Now, if that is what you prefer, as we always say, please find those channels that do it that way. Please. We want everybody to watch things, even reviews that they find useful. That's why we're called Why Watch That. Thanks to all of you, the majority of you who have liked and shared and commented and just been respectful. Okay. All right. No, I'm not going to be respectful. That's different. <laughs> no, you got the housekeeping out of the way. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> Go ahead. So what were your impressions of what you saw from the creator there? Yeah. So first, of course, I can't help it. I, I thought it was a golden child. Um, I also... That's because you've only seen like 10 movies. So, you know, there's only so much that'll come to mind. <laughs> this is not The Golden Child. That is a comedy. This is not a comedy. <laughs> I, know it's not, I thought it was a Golden Child. I, 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 I want the knife. Please. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, listen. And there's no oatmeal. There's no oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of food for the. I would hope for Alfie, so. but there is no, no oh, Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I would watch this movie, but it's it's creative. And if you don't, this movie is going to be in theaters on um, Friday, September the 29th. 
No, no, the creator. I don't think it's oh, creative. Okay. No, at all. It sounded like seen, you said it's creative. Oh, no, it's not creative. We've seen this movie a thousand times, well, right? some it's, of us have. Well, <laughs> not you. <laughs> Even I've seen this movie multiple no. times. Okay. At all least right. previews for it if I haven't seen it in its entirety, okay? Um, so this is not a new concept with, you know, machines versus man, um, and and then kind of the dilemma between how do we coexist in, in the world together? Of course, that never works because one group has to always take out the other group, and then we kind of go on that journey with them. You know, it looked cool. I in situations like this, that's my biggest deciding factor. Like, oh, things were blowing up. Um, I did like the kind of integration of, like, the old school robot um, and then like the new school AI that kind of had the combination of the man human face. Yeah, the simulants as they call them. Yes, the simulants. Um, so I did like like that. Oftentimes you get to see just like one or the other in, in these movies. Right. Um, so I thought that was cool to have both of them. Uh, so yeah, it's intriguing. You know, that's my favorite word. Uh, so I would not go to the theater, but I would watch this. Well, but you know, you do need a good screen. That <laughs> It doesn't really make a lot of sense. If you would watch it like on a tablet, I would not. Okay, no, not a tablet. Do that. No. No. You gotta at it, least have a screen. Yeah. Yeah, a big one. Mm. Okay. So I maybe... saw it in IMAX. Okay. They had the screening, so I thought that was smart. Very. So yeah, maybe this is something that might get me out of the house. Let's find out. Yeah. Um. Now this is in theaters, Friday, September 29th. Correct. In theaters only from 20th Century Studios, which means Disney. And. It's directed by Gareth Edwards. Gareth also co-wrote, uh, co-wrote the screenplay with Chris Weitz from a story that Gareth came up with. And Gareth was inspired by a lot of other things as you were hinting at, which is very clear watching this, including some things that he didn't mention reportedly. Now, according to what the reports say, he was inspired by Apocalypse Now and Baraka and Blade Runner, Akira, Rain Man, the hit, E.T., and Paper Moon. Hmm. Uh, of that list, I saw Blade Runner without looking at this at all. That's what I thought of, but I thought of some other things as well. Hmm. I certainly did not think of Rain Man ever and would never. Hmm. <laughs> Even after reading that list, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If that's correct, let's say. Now, when it comes to Gareth, if you're thinking about what, okay, what has he done? He directed Monsters, a little film that really started his career, launched it. I remember watching that and going, okay. He also directed 2014's Godzilla, which to me was, and he directed Rogue One, which you know I really enjoyed. I think that is the best of what he's done. Gareth's pacing is always gentle. Even in the sci-fi context, it's you're moving, but it's slowly. And the tone matches that. So it fits his characteristic in this movie. You can kind of feel it when you're watching the plot summary as well. Now, what I thought of, in addition to Blade Runner, I could see certainly how that comes to be, especially with the concept behind it, because in a Blade Runner, Blade Runner is really about thoughts. It's really about exploring themes rather than so much of a plot. Now, this is different. There is a plot. Before I get to that, uh, one of the things I thought of was District 9 visually in some of the scenes, but without 
or with less humor, I should say. The main thing I thought of was aliens. Mm. Because the whole thing that Josh is going through reminded me so much of Ripley in Aliens, where Ripley has already gone through the alien in the first movie. She's out of it. She wants no more to do with anything that's militaristic. She is working with a forklift. Done. Okay? And they come back to her and say, you've got to come back with us. We'll sweeten the pot for you if you go back and deal with these aliens. Same thing with Josh, but it's not aliens. Mm -hmm. He spent five years away from the military after what happened with him and his wife and everything else. And then they come back to him, as you saw, the general's like, hey, can you come back or we'll be extinct? And then just like aliens, who does he encounter? A child. (laughs) How dare Gareth, if that's correct, reportedly, not say aliens. Mm. It is so clearly aliens. (laughs) I'll come back to that thought. I also thought of AI. He said, he said E.T. AI. Okay. Two Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> AI is a little closer. It's AI. Okay. Terminator comes to mind as well. Oh, yeah, Terminator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because like you were talking about when you have robots attacking. Mm-hmm. Even Swan Song, that movie with Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali on Apple TV Plus, a bit of that because of... Um, some of the familial themes, I'll say it that way because we don't spoil here. Lastly, I also thought of the matrix, but if you reverse it, and I think that is the one thing going for this movie because instead of it being the humans are threatened by AI, regardless of what the general says, really the point of the movie is what's the threat humans pose to AI. So they flip it, which I thought, was an interesting idea because everybody does it the other way. Mm -hmm. So with that said, what's happening here is they're scrambling classic sci-fi ideas and they do that smoothly enough, but it needs more of a threat. Hmm. If you go to the matrix and aliens, everyone remember, I don't care if you've seen it once, you remember the threat, you can still feel it now. That ain't gonna happen here. I was searching for it. They were saying it. I couldn't feel it at all. One of my ideas was, because, you know, I like to take what they give me. I don't like to change what they've given me. Taking what you set up, Gareth and Chris, why not show what happened in L.A. 10 years prior to when the, you know, the whole thing when they're, I don't know where that is, Congress, when they're commemorating it. Why don't you just show the lead up to that, what happened cut to that where he's like, it's 10 years later, we have all of that. And then we can see the danger of AI. Hmm. Start that way. So we're like, oh, you gotta get rid of them. We're right with the humans of the West. And then you flip it later on, show why the AI did what it did and what the humans did to cause that attack. Then we go, oh, that's so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is what, it's like so obvious. I was watching it like. Also, in addition to needing more of a threat, it needs more of a soul, Hmm. more depth. And that rests largely on the shoulders of John David Washington. Hmm. 
I don't know that he's ready to do sci-fi. He did that Christopher Nolan movie, and that was a tragedy, hmm. his acting in that. I'm going to tell the truth. That scene when he was looking all the... I will never oh, forget right. it. right. I, I remember. Never. Yes, I remember what you were It is that. unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even... As an actor, it's ridiculous. <sighs> when you go to any acting class, they will say, find a spot. <laughs> so if you're looking left, you find your spot. Right, you find the next. <laughs> Not... So if I'm on camera, it might be here, there. Okay, very clear. <laughs> so he's back here. Mm -hmm. I just asked myself why. I did like John and Ballers. Mm. I think he can play that guy and that's Right, it. that's where I, he's from. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's Denzel's son. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, who would I cast this with? Because I don't like to be unfair. If you say that something needs to change, you have to say how you would change it. Mahershala Ali comes to mind immediately, but maybe you, that's not going to work. Okay, maybe you can't get him. Who you could get, I know you could get him, and will work so much better, is Brian Tyree Henry. Mm. So much better. He would automatically bring soul, which is what you're trying to do here. This is the kind of sci-fi you're trying to do. He is the guy. Put him in all of those scenes when he's like, they're AI, they're not human. Imagine him saying that. Hmm. Hmm. So for me, to earn its emotional final third, they needed to go further. It was a lot of emoting. You can see that in the plot summary. A lot of music, you know, to bump it up. Let's get the music going and make people cry. I brought my mother to the screening just, you know, so I could have a different perspective. She fell for all the trickery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I, look, right. <laughs> that is fine. If you're that kind of moviegoer, no, it'll probably work. If you are easily fooled, if you're just going to go into it, if you don't see a lot of this stuff, it's going to work. You know, because she was like, oh, the little kid. You know, that kind of thing. It fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, you a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. They didn't earn it for me. I, I, I'll tell you, about halfway through, I was tired of it. I was done. There's nothing new here other than the flip of the AI human thing, which they don't, it's not enough threat. I want to feel like something's crawling up my neck. So in the end, it just, it rang hollow for me. Also, some of the writing in and of itself was nonsensical. There's this whole thing when he's undercover. <laughs> if you are undercover <laughs> and you're in the midst of people who you don't want to blow your cover around, I don't care what happens. You're not going to pick up a walkie-talkie and start talking to the people you know, who are on your side loudly when they're upstairs. It was ridiculous. I, I mean, really? Yeah, that sounds crazy. No. Also, there's this thing, there's this tech they have, the AI, where they'll shoot you, but you don't die. I'm not going to give away what happens. I was like, when I was watching, I was like, um, <laughs> they were like, just act like, oh, we got away with it. I was like, no, you didn't. How do you not know this? You are a trained soldier. 
also some of it was just flat out cliche, like the whole, I want to be free from little Alfie. So you're going to get away with that because it's cute. Cute don't work on me unless you earn it. I'm sorry. I was like, I want to be free. This is the deepest we can go. Lastly, last point, the whole thing about the militarism, the take on that was missing. <laughs> go to Alien, just the Alien Saga. The Alien Saga is brilliant in making points about militarism without people literally writing it in, which I know some of you writers like to do. You watch it and you see it. It is about expendability. That is one of the major themes of Alien across the board, very clear. They're all expendable. It is these people who may, we may see a glimpse of them on screen who are not in the action, who are using these human bodies for their own ends. It is a brilliant point from Alien. So if you're gonna do that, you gotta do something that at least equals that or, come or comes close. So, that's the creator. When it started, I was like, I was like, let's see where this goes, even though this undercover thing was completely stupid. I was like, okay, let, let's see. I like the look, I like the feel, but ultimately it doesn't work, especially in a, a genre this crowded. So there you go, my friends. If you just wanna get out and you like, I like this genre, I don't care. Fine. It's there. They will take your money. Um, and I would say if you're interested, it does make sense to watch it on a big screen. It'll help all of those things to go down much more smoothly. Otherwise, if you want to wait for it to come to your home, if you go, I'm not going to see that. I've seen all of those movies. If it doesn't reach that, I'm not interested. Just wait. Just make sure you watch it on a big screen and you'll see. So there you go, producer. What do you think after hearing all of that, would you stick to your guns? Would you still consider going to a theater to see this? I know what you're going to say. You're going to say if somebody pays for it. You you are such a, a, a mercenary person. That's no. what you are. No, no, no. I'm an equal opportunist. And and I like to, you know, help people to have companionship when they're going to see movies. Right? <laughs> oh, is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> it's always nice to be able to go to the movies with someone and be able to talk about it. So I love to be that person. Um yeah. And I would if someone offered me this. I will go. I will go and see this one. Well, you need to see Aliens first. And on that, yes. On that note, yes. You heard it right, everybody. You need to see Aliens first, <gasps> producer. I don't know how many times I told you. I even gave you the DVDs years you ago. You did. So there we go with the creator, everybody. We'll see if we can create a world in which the producer watches movies that need to be seen. With that said, <gasps> we say goodbye to you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.